Good evening, everybody. My name is Jordan, and this is episode 75 of Sodom and I. So I believe last week I was on Philemon and we went over forgiveness and basically exemplifying Christ's character. Today, we're going to be doing a plan. We're going to be starting a plan, but this time it's about Hosea, right? So this is... It's on the Bible app. You guys know I love the Holy Bible app with all the different plans and the different verse of the days. And there's like videos that go with everything. It's a really, really cool app. And it's free. You can give money if you'd like, but it's completely free. So, living in the catastrophic final days of the Northern Kingdom, Hosea prophesies to the people with God's warnings of rebellion and his promises of blessing for repentance. Hosea's marriage and showing forgiveness to his adulterous wife, Gomer, points us to one ironclad assurance in Jesus Christ. God remains faithful even when we are not. God is ready to forgive the moment we run back to him. Mm. Mm. And before I read this plan, let me actually go to the book of Hosea. Because there was a lot of things in uh, in the book that kind of like, had me like, dang, okay. <laughs> there we go, there we go. Hosea, yep, wow, I'm already on it. Thanks, Jesus. I'm gonna read the intro, and this is in NIV of the book Hosea, so I'm not the plan anymore. The prophet Hosea spoke to the northern kingdom of Israel in the turbulent period of the 8th century BC, right? Following the death of Jeroham II, Israel had six different kings in just over 20 years. Four were assassinated and the last was forcibly removed from the throne. The rising empire of Assyria invaded Israel and by 722 BC, had completely conquered the nation and carried off much of its population into exile. Israel had made the mistake of identifying the Lord with Baal, a Canaanite nature god. Lowercase g. Everyone is lowercase g, period. <laughs> this identification may have begun innocently through Baal, which simply means master. But by that time, or by the time of Hosea, the people were visiting shrine prostitutes and had adopted the magical practices of fertility cults. Hosea repeatedly denounces this corrupted worship as spiritual prostitution, quite literally. He also condemns the nation's foolish foreign intrigues, its rejection of the moral law, and its callous greed. The dismissed Hosea's warning. The people dismissed Hosea's warnings, however, and simply mocked him. The book is structured into two main parts. The shorter first part tells how God commanded Hosea to marry the unfaithful woman Gomer. She is symbolic of Israel's wavering faithfulness to the Lord. The prophet's own life thus provided a picture of God's intentions toward wayward Israel. 
The longer second part contains oracles delivered during the decline after King Jeroboam. Or Jeroboam, excuse me. Jeroboam is probably a completely different person. Alternating hope and doom as Hosea both threatens and pleads with the kingdom of Israel in the last years before its exile. Right? So God is literally... God literally used Hosea's uh, physical life as an example for spiritual things in Israel at that time. What would you do if you were a man and God had told you to marry a prostitute, an adulterous, promiscuous woman who was still laying up with everybody and she's your wife? How would that make you feel? I bet... When Hosea was like, all right, I would do it, Lord. I, I know that he was not, you know, probably well pleased, but he did what God said. So let's start this one by myself. Invisible to friends, that's cool. All right. So it looks like it's just gonna have me read the actual full chapter of Hosea. Today is one, two, three, and four. Cool. All right, so we're, I guess we're just going to be reading the first four chapters of Hosea. And that's all right with me. Let's get to it. God's unconditional love. Mm -hmm. Yet I will show love to Judah and I will save them, not by bow, sword, or battle, or by horses and horsemen, but I, the Lord their God, will save them. Hosea 1 and 7. Remember the prophecy God gave in Hosea. To those who, re who were rejected and not my people, I will say to them, you are mine. Mm. And to those who were unloved, I will say, you are my darling. And that's, mm, I like that. It's Romans 9.25, the Passion Translation. Passion translation is very nice. I love the way they put stuff. I'm pretty sure I said that before on here. But when we read this, we're going to be reading in uh, NIV. In this passage, Hosea's marriage to an unfaithful wife illustrates God's relationship with the unfaithful nation of Israel, as well as all of us. We can see three main points in this passage. The rebellion of humanity, God's unconditional love, God forgiving completely. Despite our rebellion and unfaithfulness, God is still faithful and merciful. Hosea loved Gomer just as God loved Israel and us. This shows how God's love is greater than our sin. When Hosea spoke about how future events relating to God's promises of restoration would be fulfilled in Jesus Christ, the church, parentheses, we, close parentheses, would receive God's blessings of salvation. We can never achieve God's high standard for moral and spiritual life by our efforts. I repeat, we can never achieve God's high standard for moral and spiritual life by our own efforts. It's just not possible. However, out of love, 
He graciously accepts us, forgives us, and draws us into a relationship with himself. What a privilege. Mm -hmm. And there's a prayer at the end of each devotion I see. Dear Heavenly Father, please keep us. Please help us be faithful and walk in reverence of you. May we be the light of the world. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. Help us be the light of the world, God, the salt of the earth. Mm. All right, now let's get to it. Hosea 1. What? Oh, I said I finished it. That's okay. Hosea 1. The word of the Lord that came to Hosea, son of Beri, during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and during the reign of Jeroboam, son of Jehoash, king of Israel, Hosea's wife and children. When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, Go marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her. For like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. So he married Gomer, daughter of Diblaim, and she conceived and bore him a son. Then the Lord said to Hosea, Call him Jezreel, because I will soon punish the house of Jehu for the massacre at Jezreel, and I will put an end to the kingdom of Israel. In that day I will break Israel's bow in the valley of Jezreel. Gomer conceived again and gave birth to a daughter. Then the Lord said to Hosea, Call her Lo-Ruhamah, which means not loved, for I will no longer show love to Israel, that I should at all forgive them. Yet I will show love to Judah, and I will save them, not by bow, sword, or battle, or by horses and horsemen, but I, the Lord their God, will save them. After she had weaned Lo-Ruhamah, Gomer had another son. Then the Lord said, Call him Lo-Ami, which means not my people. Lo-Ami, I feel like it's Lo-Ami. Not my people. For you are not my people, and I am not your God. Yet the Israelites will be like the sand on the seashore, which cannot be measured or counted. In the place where it was said to them, You are not my people, they will be called children of the living God. The people of Judah and the people of Israel will come together. They will appoint one leader and will come up out of the land, for great will be the day of Jezreel. Mm. So he he had three kids with Gomer. Hosea had three kids with Gomer. The first one was named after a place where people got literally massacred. The second one is called uh, uh, Not Loved. And let me change this to KJV real quick. Da, 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 da. Yeah, Lo Rahama, for I will have no, for I will no more have mercy upon the house of Israel, but I will utterly take them away. And then Lo Ami, you are not my people. God had this man name his children Three things that would probably really confuse somebody <laughs> without any prior um, explanation, for lack of better words. 
you know, even though we don't need, nor, nor really deserve explanations from God. We do want them, though. It, it would be pretty hard for some of us to follow through with that. I will say we like to name our daughters, you know, heaven, love, uh, hope, <laughs> you know, you know, stuff with positive associations. All three of these kids have negatively associated names. And it has you being like, wow, okay, that's all right. I mean, I mean, God said it, so it, it is what it is. It's not like we can argue against it. But just keep that in mind. Boom, stick a pin in it. Now we're on Hosea 2. Say of your brothers, my people, and of your sisters, my loved one. Verse 2. Israel punished and restored. Rebuke your mother. Rebuke her, for she is not my wife, and I am not her husband. Let her remove the adulterous look from her face and the unfaithfulness from between her breasts. Otherwise, I will strip her naked and make her as bare as on the day she was born. I will make her like a desert to turn her into a parched land and slay her with thirst. I will not show my love to her children because they are the children of adultery. Their mother has been unfaithful and has conceived them in disgrace. She said, I will go after my lovers who give me my food and my water, my wool and my linen, my olive oil and my drink. Therefore, I will block her path with thorn bushes. I will wall her in, I will wall her in so that she cannot find her way. She will chase after her lovers, but not catch them. She will look for them, but not find them. Then she will say, I will go back to my husband as at first, for then I was better off than now. She has not acknowledged that I was the one who gave her the grain, the new wine and oil, who lavished on her the silver and gold, which they used for bail. Therefore, I will take away my grain when it ripens and my new wine when it is ready. I will take back my wool and my linen intended to cover her naked body. So now I will expose her lewdness before the eyes of her lovers and no one will take her out of my hands. I will stop all her celebrations, her yearly festivals, her new moons, her Sabbath days, all her appointed festivals. I will ruin her vines and her fig trees which she said were her pay from her lovers. I will make them a thicket and wild animals will devour them. I will punish her for the days she burned incense to the bales and decked herself with rings and jewelry and went out after her lovers. But me she forgot, declares the Lord. Therefore, I am now going to allure her. I will lead her into the wilderness Oh wow and speak tenderly to her. That's crazy. We went over we went over Matthew uh Matthew four verses one through eleven in church today where the spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. Holy Spirit be doing be doing a thing, man. I will lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. There I will give her back her vineyards and will make the valley of Acre. Yeah. A core. I'm just going to say a core. The door of hope. There she will respond as in the days of her youth, as in the day she came up out of Egypt. In that day, declares the Lord, you will call me my husband, and you will no longer call me my master. 
I will remove the names of the Baals from her lips, and no longer will their names be invoked. In that day, I will make a covenant for them with the beasts of the field and the birds in the sky and the creatures that move along the ground. Bow and sword in battle I will abolish from the land so that all may lie down in safety. I will betroth you to me forever. I will betroth you in righteousness and justice, in love and compassion. And actually, I'm going to turn to this in my physical Bible because there's some chapters and stuff that I'd be reading on my phone and my iPad, but they are not highlighted in my physical Bible and it looks like I'm just not reading them. So, we gotta fix that. This is Hosea. I don't think I highlighted anything in one. Where's my blue highlighter at? Oh, reliable. Like using my blue and orange highlighters in pink when it's talking about love. So I will take that out. All right. And that was, I highlighted something earlier. Verse 16. In that day declares the Lord, you will call me my husband and you will no longer call me my master. That's beautiful. That sounds like poetry to me. What do y'all think? It really sounds like poetry. And I'm going to highlight that in pink. Verse 16. My Bible's in KJV. And it shall be at that day, saith the Lord, that thou shalt call me Eshai, and shalt call me no more Balai. Hmm. See, this is why I like the different translations. Because if I saw that first, I'd have had to go on Google and search that stuff up. Let's actually look at it more than one before I keep going. You shall call me Ishai, Ishai, and shalt call me no more Baalai. You will call me husband, and you will no longer call me my master. Let's see what that translates to. Let's go to AMP. Verse 16. Yeah, you shall call me Ishai, my husband, and will no longer call me Baalai, my Baal. Uh, this word, this was a loaded term meaning owner, lord, or husband, and as lord also became a word for pagan gods. See, this is why I like AMP, because it really does break everything down. Some or perhaps most of the idolatry in which Israel engaged probably were attempts to represent the true God as an idol, such as Baal. Okay, because I was like, I hope nobody called the Lord Baal. That's crazy. That's a whole nother uh, thingamabob that we created on our own. <laughs> but back to an IV. 16... All right, I'll remove the name of the bales from her lips. All right, verse 19. It looks like I'm going to highlight all this in pink. I will betroth you to me forever. I will betroth you in righteousness and justice, in love and compassion. I will betroth you in faithfulness, and you will acknowledge the Lord. That was 19 and 20. It is beautiful. God is like... 
the most amazing poet. Got a whole book. <laughs> he has a whole book filled with books, might I add. It's not just one book, it's a lot of books. Mercies. And I will betroth you thee, and I will betroth thee unto me forever. Yea, I will betroth thee unto me in righteousness and in judgment and in loving kindness and in mercies. I will even betroth thee unto me in faithfulness and thou shalt know the Lord. Mm. And then verse 23. Yeah, just 23 because that's the last one. I don't even think I got that far. And you will acknowledge the Lord. Verse 21. In that day I will respond, declares the Lord. I will respond to the skies, and they will respond to the earth. And the earth will respond to the grain, and the new wine, and the olive oil. And they will respond to Jezreel. Boom. That's the first redemption. Remember that first child was literally named Jezreel after a massacre. And now I could actually um, highlight that one. I'm going to do that in blue. No, I'm going to do that in pink because God really showed out when he said that. Let me give him the praise he is due. I will plant her for myself in the land, verse 23. I will show my love to the one I called not my loved one. Boom, what was that? Uh, Lo Ruhama. And I will say to those called not my people, you are my people. And they will say, you are my God. And that's low Ami. Like God really, there's, his, there's the explanation. There's the explanation right there. Like we really would have, I feel like nowadays he'd have been like, Lord, I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know if I want to name my child. You're not loved. Like I love them. And it's funny because it's the fact that they were still loved regardless of what they've done, that they were given that name. And that's why it was so powerful and important for Hosea to listen to what the Lord had to say, right? Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Right? And now we're on Hosea 3. Hosea's reconciliation with his wife. The Lord said to me, go, show your love to your wife again. Though she is loved by another man is, and is an adulteress, love her as the, love, as the Lord loves the Israelites. Though they turn to other gods and love the sacred race of cakes. Though I bought her, so I bought her 15 shekels of silver and about a homer of lathic and and about a homer and a lathek of barley. Well, what is that? A homer and a lathek probably weighed about 430 pounds or 195 kilograms. Jesus. He said, I'm going to spoil her. That's beautiful. Then I told her, you are to live with me many days. You must not be a prostitute or be intimate with any man and I will behave the same way toward you. And you know what? That was very, that was very mature of Hosea. That was very Christ-like of Hosea. <laughs> 
before, you know, Christ was born, but Christ was still there. That was very Christ-like of him. He bought her gold and silver and and how much how much did that say? Four about four hundred thirty pounds of barley. It sounds like Gomer really liked barley. <laughs> but you know what? He knew his wife enough to know that she liked barley, even though she was being an adulterous woman. He went and loved on her like God told him to. And then, you know, like way back when, a whole bunch of people used to have like their wives and they, they call them concubines, but like mistresses, wives and concubines. He said, if you don't have none, you know, he said, you don't do any and I will do the same. He didn't just say, if you don't, then I won't. He said, you will not and I will do the same. I feel like that that probably meant a lot to her. She was probably like, okay. You know, she we don't know what was going on in her head, but God knew who she was, regardless of what she was doing. That's another thing we could take out of this. Throughout all your sins, he still knows who you are. Throughout all my sins, he still sees me. He still sees me and he still loves me. She was sinning and he gave her a husband. And he did, she didn't even know that she was being used in such a way that directly correlated with Israel. But clearly, she meant a lot to God. Especially the fact that she was representing Israel. Even though Israel was doing some foolishness, she still represented Israel. God still saw her and God still took care of her. That's, that's beautiful. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I, I, I didn't even think of that before. Mm. Verse 4. For the Israelites will live many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or sacred stones, without ephod or household gods. Afterward, the Israelites will return and seek the Lord their God and David their king. They will become trembling to the Lord and to his blessings in the last days. They will come trembling to the Lord and to his blessings in the last days. I'll highlight that one in blue. That was verse 5. This is chapter 3. Chapter 3 is real short. Only has five verses. That was the last verse in this book, in this chapter. Book's not done. There's There's only 14 chapters in this book, though. Like, the book I'm on now has 48. So, it's... 14 is cool. (laughs) And the last one... Hosea chapter 4, charge, the charge against Israel. Hear the word of the Lord, you Israelites, because the Lord has a charge to bring against you who live in the land. Excuse me, son. There is no faithfulness, no love, no acknowledgement. Excuse me. Bless me. Excuse me again. Bless me. Thank me. I'm welcome. I'm sorry, Brooklyn. I moved. Uh, bro, I'm trying to give you space. What are you doing? There you go. Go ahead and eat your food. Eat your food. <laughs> Hear the word of the Lord, you Israelites, because the Lord has a charge to bring against you who live in the land. There is no faithfulness, no love, no acknowledgement of God in the land. 
there is only cursing, lying, and murder. Stealing and adultery, they break all bounds, and bloodshed follows bloodshed. Because of this, the land dries up, and all who live in it waste away. The beasts of the field, the birds in the sky, and the fish in the sea are swept away. But let no one bring a charge, let no one accuse another, for you people are like those who bring charges against a priest. You stumble by day and night, and the prophets stumble with you. So I will destroy your mother, my people who are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you as my priests. Because you have ignored the law of your God, I will also ignore your children. The more priests there were, the more they sinned against me. They exchange their glorious God for something disgraceful. They feed on the sins of my people and relish their wickedness. And it will be like people, like priests. I will punish both of them for their ways and repay them for their deeds. Ooh, Jesus. <sighs> I will eat. They will eat, but not have enough. They will engage in prostitution, but not flourish, because they have deserted the Lord to give themselves to prostitution. Old wine and new, and, and new wine take away their understanding. My people consult a wooden idol, and a diviner's rod speaks to them. Could you imagine how crazy that looks to God? He's like, I literally... Give my children access to me, and they are trying to speak to a piece of wood and metal that they crafted with their own hands and act like it's me. Imitators, that's all we be doing. We just be trying, we trying to create imitators of the one true God and be failing and then still go back to God because we knew who to go to in the first place. We all do it. I cannot call you a sinner to really be just like me. Mm. My people consult a wooden idol and a diviner's rod speaks to them. A spirit of prostitution leads them astray. They are unfaithful to their God. They sacrifice on the mountaintops and burn offerings on the hills. Under oak, popular, poplar, excuse me, there's no you in there. In Tebrith, where the shade is pleasant. There you go, babe. Where the shade is pleasant. Therefore, your daughters turn to prostitution and your daughters-in-law to adultery. I will not punish your daughters when they turn to prostitution, nor your daughters-in-law when they commit adultery. Because the men themselves consort with harlots and sacrifice with shrine prostitutes. A people without understanding will come to ruin. Though you, Israel, commit adultery, do not let Judah become guilty. Do not go to Gilgal. Do not go up to Bethaven. Do not swear as surely as the Lord lives. The Israelites are stubborn, like a stubborn heifer. How, how then can the Lord pasture them like lambs in a meadow? Ephraim is joined to idols. Leave him alone. Even when their drinks are gone, they continue their prostitution. 
Their rulers dearly love shameful ways. A whirlwind will sweep them away and their sacrifices will bring them shame. And that is the end of Hosea 4. Woo! What's tomorrow? Tomorrow is Monday. Tomorrow's Monday. I think I can do this on Monday and Tuesday. Because I work Monday night. work Monday night. I think I, I think I could do it for over the next two days. I believe I, I should be able to. So I'll be giving y'all an upload. And I'll, I'll do this like tomorrow morning or something or in the afternoon before I go into work. That way I can keep you guys, you know, updated. Give y'all some content. And then also hold myself accountable. And I think after Hosea, we're going to be going backwards to Daniel. Because after Daniel, we'll probably go over Ezekiel. And that's the book that I'm reading right now. Woo! But I like the book of Hosea. Because it really, like... It really kind of reiterates, like... We love God because he first loved us. We love God because he first loved us. The way God just, like continuously shows his unconditional love makes me want to like tear up right now like there's literally nothing else and no one else that I've ever felt like this level of love forgiveness and mercy from you know sometimes people will fake it or sometimes people will like love bomb you and will try to attempt to make you believe that like that's the real thing. But like, when God, God don't love bomb, he just loves. Here we go. Cause I wasn't, I wanted to say when God love bombs you, he doesn't love bomb you. He just loves. And it feels like a love bomb because his love is just that strong. It's like God, God is love. God doesn't even have love. He is love. He gives you himself. Like, oh my gosh. How beautiful is that? It sounds like symbolism, but it literally is not. That's just who he is. <laughs> That's just who he is. God is just so good all the time. And he always forgives me through my sins. And as a human, uh, I'm I'm pro I'm gonna be sinning forever, even when I try not to. But God is always gonna be there for me, and He sees my heart, you know. And I hope that you guys will also do the same thing, you know. The point of being alive is to change, quite frankly. So we be resisting change sometimes. I be resisting change sometimes, but change is okay. And when it's God's change, it's better than okay. It's honestly the best thing that could probably happen to us. But it's not even a probably. It's the best thing that can happen to us. God change. That's what we need. That's what I need. I hope that's what you need too. But I'm going to let y'all go. Because it's been ooh, 35 minutes. And, you know, it's a Sunday night. Probably got work in the morning. I got some cleaning to do. I love you guys. Hope you guys stay blessed. Be a blessing unto others. You know, spread some of the spread some of the love of the Lord. You know, go out and evangelize. I be evangelizing sometimes. 
And, you know, people might be upset when you speak to them about Jesus or about church. But live, you know what? All I'm doing is planting a seed. I don't force anything on anybody. But I will speak about my life and my experience, you know. Go and evangelize. Bring, bring, bring some goodness. Bring the word of the Lord upon some other people, you know. And I love you guys. But God loves you so much more than I do. Have a great night.